Lutes. Vials. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If you don't screw up this moment somehow, maybe you won't die alone. Don't be too needy or bring up your ex. Don't say the words, her simplex. Don't ever mention you've never had sex. Trust me, I promise she knows. And now her defenses are starting to fall. Smile and return her affection. If you don't manage to ruin it all, maybe you won't die What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude, to do this? Yes, it's me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not that broke. Tonight's card was... Okay. Relatively okay. Oh, that was okay. That's okay. All right there, Mr. Vinny Bucci. Let's get this started up in here. No. Wow, that's you really going old school today. <laughs> yeah, that God, we haven't played that song in forever. <laughs> I know, right? We stopped playing that a long time ago. Uh, well, I knew, well, I was after a couple years because we knew we had to, to change it up because apparently so many people were looking at us like, why are they playing that song? It, it gets, it's pumped up. It's fun. It's exciting. It was just something cool. So that's why we did it. And then eventually, okay, people got tired of it, which is fine. We, that's why we value the opinion of the audience. You know, you guys, you know, if you want us to change up a theme song or do something, then eventually we will. But in the meantime, between time if no one's complaining we're gonna keep doing what we're doing and that's amazing because everybody complains about everything 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 really really yeah it, Vinny. well we can deal with whiny bitchy people later that's um, very very true right now uh i think we got enough whining and bitching over here when we get to some of the stuff we didn't like on the show but um there was a, i don't think there was a lot to hate but we're gonna still go through it we got our first official match of the evening the nxt tag team titles the family defend the titles against the dyad with the schism for first for a second there folks Vinny and i thought this was going to be the main event right Vinny? yes we did. And when we saw, when, as soon as we sat down in the recliners here, here comes Tony D and Stax and the Dyad. We looked at each other like, okay, whatever. But I was like, okay. And another thing as Vinny will complain about later is that Tony D and Stax came out uh, came out first. Well, we'll get to that later there. Well, yes, we will. Hopefully it doesn't go on too long. But this ma- opening, ma- opening bout was fan-fucking-tastic. Fan-fucking-tastic for the early b- beginning of the match. The family had uh, had, them, uh, had the Dyad down on the ground. But all of a sudden, Dyad takes control and they started doing their thing because deep down the diet aka grizzled young veterans they're a good tag team but i always thought that um there was a botch in my opinion is when um i think tony d went through the ropes and they just looked like a botch but otherwise or not this was fantastic but then all of a sudden ivy nile comes out all right comes out distracting everybody then the two other guys from the schism wearing their mask <coughs> Creed Brothers, who won't take off their mask, just uh, uh, took, uh, uh, helped out, and Tony D hit his finisher. One, two, three. It's still the NXT Tag Team Champions. Tony D and Stax 
aka the family. Benny, take it away, sir. Well, the thing here's the thing is we obviously know at this point it's the Creed brothers under the masks. So I will say this. I thought the way they handled this was sheer brilliance. I loved Ivy Nile coming out. I love that everybody came out to stop Ivy or get in Ivy's face. And it's like, okay, he, she set the trap. He hit a Julius Creed style spine buster. We're looking at the physique of one guy. We're looking at the physique of the other guy as they're still in the mask. And here's the thing. I understand slow burn storylines. I do. I even understand dragging things out because you want to tell a story. But at the same time, there's a fine line between dragging out a story and insulting the intelligence of everyone around you. I agree with that. And the, and here's the thing. We know. <laughs> we know it's the Creep Brothers. We know it's Creep Brothers, especially when they did their moves. You put them on the, um, I don't know who does that. Puts them on, does the fireman's carry and just goes, your point. Yeah, wait a minute. I was like, well, hold on. That's Julius. That's his spine buster. Yes. So we're sitting there going like, we know. We know it's the Creep Brothers. I called it. Yes. Zach called it a long time ago. But I'm saying at this point, off the mask. Yes, because we know. We know. We know. We know. You're not. You're not fooling anybody. Nope. No one is sitting. I. I guarantee you. Especially with NXT crowds. Now, main roster crowd, maybe. But the NXT crowd, I'm telling you right now, there is no one in that audience. That doesn't think it's not the Creed Brothers. If you're sitting there watching this going, I wonder if that's the Creed Brothers, you're an idiot. It is blatantly obvious. So at that point, they should have just took the masks off, then did the pose, like the two fingers with the four roots, one tree thing that they do, that the diet that the schism does. And then they get angry, they get upset, and then it leads to a match. They could have cut a promo right there for Heat Wave and said, hey, how about you let us have a match on Heat Wave if we win, we're reinstated. You gotta bear in mind, the Kree brothers, they don't work for NXT kayfabe-wise. When they lost this match, they had to leave. And apparently they're not ready to send them to the main roster. Personally, I think that's where they should go, because we can always use more tag teams on the main roster. There's no such thing as too many tag teams up there. We need as many as possible. So it would be great for them to get that call-up. Also, assuming the Creed brothers want to get the tag titles back, that would be a good way to put them in the tag title contention for No Mercy next month. Because obviously, the family, they're going to need somebody to fight. And that being said, family was amazing in this match. Tony D gets better and better all the time. That's why we get frustrated that he's not main eventing. Gator's still trying to figure out why he's not the NXT champion right now. Because he is the most over guy in the company. And also, he is the most believable out of everybody. Because the motherfucker knows how to work very well. Stax is great. I don't know if he would do well as a solo competitor in long term, but I mean, he was good for the small run that he had to get the Don out of jail, but I don't know if Stats could stand on his own two feet. That's kind of my thing on that one, but either way, Tony D is awesome. Obviously, they're leading to Ava Rain and Ivy Nile, this whole thing. they That needs to commemorate at No Mercy, which I think would be great, because Ava, I think Ava finally needs to get in the ring and have a real match, because I've noticed she hasn't really done much. She hasn't done shit. Exactly, so we need her to have a match, and I I think her and Ivy Nile would be perfect because Ava, we can see where she's at in ring wise. Ivy is of course incredible and just there's still more to this story to be told. And then the family can move on to something else because their only issue was the dyad got in their face during their photo shoot. So really, the family doesn't need to be involved in this. But either way, great tag match to open the show. Both these teams did very well. The psychology of tag wrestling was there the whole time, especially with the whole, uh, although I felt, I do have one complaint. I felt the hot tag wasn't hot enough that's the thing okay I can see that like when he like when he broke away and then they cut him off then he went real fast and he kind of just went bam it, it didn't feel like a hot tag it, it felt it felt flat the actual tag like because I, I prefer when the guy's like crawling 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 then he leaps and tag that would have been great or you know I just felt like they they screwed it wasn't hot enough but outside of that stellar match they should have been the main event you're fucking right we should have been the main event the Don should always be the main event why because the Don is the fucking star the Don is the swinging dick motherfucker of, a of NXT you sure about that sometimes I wonder well of course you fucking wonder if you were better at your fucking job, you wouldn't have to wonder. Ah! 
Salmon's got jokes. Boo hoo. Don't like it. Go off someplace else. Bye. Shoot fly. Okay, first of all, I ain't first no fuck. I ain't no fucking fly. You don't sue the Don. The Don sues you. Let's make that fucking clear. Okay, no, no, no. What are you? Are you? No, you're not fly. You are a. Uh, not you're fly. Uh-uh. And first of all, just because I dress fly doesn't mean I am a fucking fly. Yeah, you dress Let's yeah, make that okay. fucking clear. I can dress better than you. I just can't afford it. Oh, please. <laughs> you and fashion? <laughs> yeah, precise. Eichmann Giro's got better wardrobe than you. Hey, easy now. Jeez. <laughs> Someone needs a trip to style strong. That's all the fuck I'm saying. But anyway, I, I, enough to me talking about jobbers here. And so I'm dealing with this fucking shit over here where I got to deal with this. I'm in the middle of fucking drama between the diet and, 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 and apparently the fucking Creed Brothers. Now look, first of all, thanks to the fucking Creed Brothers. I know it's you guys under the fucking masks, all right? You can take them off, all right? I don't even know why people even wearing masks. We're way past the pandemic, but whatever the fuck. My point is this. My point is. I should always be the fucking main event. But if I got to set the tone for the night, the Don's going to set the tone for the night. Because guess what? None of those fuckers can follow me. That's all I'm saying. You can't follow the Don. I'm too fucking good. I'm too much of the fucking man. In fact, I'm too much man for anybody on that roster to fucking handle. And that's the truth right there. That's the truth. That's right. See, even Cherry Top's on board, which I appreciate. So anyway, Doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen often. No, but it it's doesn't. No, but it's accurate. Yes, it is. Yes. By the way, how's that uh, how's that uh, keg treating you? You still... uh, It's gone. Oh, it, at this point? Damn. Yep. How long did it take you to finish that? A week. You didn't blow through the 10 Gs, have you? Somewhat. Sorry. Uh -huh. I got to pay the strippers, dude. You know how that is. The strippers? What the? What? I went to a strip club and took two of them home. Okay. 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 You took them home. Mm -hmm. So, so you, so it wasn't just taking off clothes and dancing. You actually hit some home runs. Two home runs. Okay, fair enough. All right, cool, cool. No, I'm good. See, cause I, was, cause I was getting nervous there for a second. I'm like, the, the, for 10 grand, get a fucking hooker. Go all the way. Why would you do the stripper? That's fucking ridiculous. Like, just just take Katie off the clothes. Katie and Michelle and... didn't seem to mind at all. Katie and love... Michelle? Yeah, they like the ginger. They like it very much because that was so magically delicious. And now I have fucking nightmares. Oh, my God. I'm going to burn my fucking corneas. Oh, dear freaking God. Oh, man. But, hey, uh, props to you, man. But TMI. Man, DMI on that. But anyway, point is, we still the tag champs. We still run the fucking tag division. And guess what? That NXT title is gonna look very nice over here very fucking soon. I can promise you. Very true, sir. Hopefully, one day you get the big gold. But as of right now, you as Dax are tag team champions. You need to hold on to those for a la 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 long time. That we do. That we do. All right. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys are having fun. We do need to move on here. Um. So we see an autograph signing. Uh, West. Lee interrupts Carmelo Hayes. Lee puts Hayes on notice that if he defeats Dijak, he's coming for the NXT championship. And I, do we care? No. Do we care at all? No. Okay, neither do I. Uh, so this was pointless. This was stupid. Wesley, I don't like you. Vinny doesn't like you. So, fuck off. Well, yeah, obviously, because Wesley's a lot of things. One thing he's not is a main eventer, you know, and, and we'll talk more about that when we get to later on in the show, but all I'm going to say is, um, here's the other thing I want to talk about. What the fuck are we doing with an autograph signing at NXT. I saw that too. I'm just realizing that now. It's like, uh, don't you guys do that at the before the show? I'm sorry. Is this is is this an indie promotion? <laughs> I know because literally that happens at indie promotions because certain um, wrestlers like preferably the legends the ones that aren't actually because there are some legends that are at indie shows just to sell their gimmicks and get autographs and bring in the fans because fans will want to get autographs and pictures with them and then you got some legends that do that and they're involved in the show itself and then you got some that aren't actually working in the show like no storylines or anything they're just there to sign autographs and I know that from the shows I've done with Buff sometimes Buff and I have done shows where he's actually involved in what's going on and other times he's there just to sign his autographs and get pictures and sell gimmicks and all that and in those cases we're usually sitting next to each other at the table watching the matches other times he's backstage getting ready and I'm watching the table uh, but either way this felt I don't like that concept I, they should not be doing that and the reason you shouldn't be doing that is you don't want to look 
indie on TV. Don't make the same mistake AEW makes on a weekly basis. Do not look indie on television. You're supposed to be above that. Not that you can't meet the fans, but you don't do that during the show. If you want to have a meet and greet for the fans show up before the TV airs live, cool. Or if you want to do something after the show where fans can come backstage or whatever, or if you happen to be in an area where as they're walking to their cars you can get autographs and stuff. Like There's there's different ways to go about it. But you don't want to look indie on television. Live events, different story. If you're doing house shows, that's a whole different wavelength. But television needs to be television. And you need to look legit, and that does not look legit. Again, and just to be clear, I am not knocking indie promotions. Obviously, I've worked indie promotions, and, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. Everybody's got to run a business. You do what you got to do. But even when indie shows are doing tapings for TV, you guys know we operate on a different level when it's for TV, as opposed to just being a show. you And we know this. So that's what I'm bearing in mind. All right, all right, all right. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Blair Davenport one-on-one against Dana Brooke with Kalani Jordan. Do you call this a match? Yes. All right, yeah, I enjoyed this right here. I mean, okay. And what the strange thing was was when uh, Brooke tri- uh, Dana Brooke tried to grab the ring bell, Jordan snatches out of her hand and says, what were you thinking? You can't win this way. You're a face, not a heel. But she let go of it, back and forth, back and forth. Davenport hits her finisher for the win. One, two, three. I think Dana Brooke's going to, uh, at the next, not at Heat Wave, or at the next pay-per-view, the next following week, that Dana Brooke's going to have something to say to Keanu Jordan. That's all I really have to say. This was kind of a feeling. But okay, it was just there to me. Vinny, your thoughts? Okay. Um, first of all, we, I need to clarify something here uh, that that you said. Uh, she did not use the words heel and face on television. I, I'm just, I have to clarify that. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what she was trying to say, but she wasn't like saying those exact words. She was basically just trying to stop her from using it because, first of all, she knows if she does it, she'll get disqualified and lose the match. But also, she wants to say, you know, you're supposed to be better than this. And Dana Brooke is developing this new killer instinct. And now that she just lost to Blair Davenport, I have a feeling Dana Brooke is going to turn heel. I think she's on the verge of a heel turn. I think she needs a heel turn. And if it gives her this new badass killer instinct gimmick, then I think the heel turn can work. Yeah, I agree with you too. I think I see it coming. She's going to turn heel and do something. I don't know what it is. Most likely she's going to attack Kalani Jordan. Yep. And then Kalani Jordan is going to go back to the uh where they go or she's gonna get another run as a baby face but that's assuming she gets better in the ring she's okay she has a lot to work on she has a lot to learn you know like i said she is she has a fuck ton to learn she is very much still green very very green and this also helps because it doesn't hurt dana brooke to take the loss that way and blair davenport still needs to rack up some wins after that unnecessary loss she took to roxanne perez and i say unnecessary for two reasons one roxanne does not deserve a push of any kind and two where's she been you notice she's not on tv no i uh, yeah i noticed it have been wonderful so if she's not on tv the fuck did she get the win for what is the point in giving somebody the win if they're not on TV. To make her look good. Yeah, but it makes her look good, but it, it doesn't make any sense because she's not there. So it does more harm than good to Blair. That's why I'm glad Blair's racking up some wins now because she has to rebuild her badass momentum, which is what I see happening here. And again, you can tell from the look on Dana's face after the loss, you know, Kalani's checking on her while also staring down Blair, but yeah, I got a strong feeling Dana's turning on her. Yeah, I can see it coming too. You can see the look on her face like, why the fuck are you touching me? Yeah. Alright, do you think? Yeah, Stellar match though very well done yeah it was good and then we're back at the autograph signing Dijak barges in and tells the NXT champion Carmelo Hayes he's coming for the title Hayes tells Dijak to focus on his match with Lee tonight since as of right now he's the only one in the title match at Heat Wave once again this does not need to be here we already know this Dijak and and, uh, Wesley are going to be for the number one contendership this was pointless this was stupid right here and once again he said in the beginning of this why are they doing a a, autograph Autograph signing during the show makes no logistical sense whatsoever. It was dumb. It was and stupid. The, really, the only thing this did was it allows Dijak a chance to talk to Carmelo Hayes, and they're doing it in a way that's goddamn ridiculous. I'd rather they do a locker room segment.
segment or something else. And I guess they're having both of them come over there to create the illusion that there's to create the doubt of who's going to win. At least there's the number one contendership. At least they're not going to do a triple threat. Thank <sighs> you, Jesus. Yeah, I think I think we're triple threaded out at this yeah. point. I think we've had I enough. agree with you on that. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Trick Williams versus Drew Gulak with Damon Kemp and Charlie Dempsey. This was actually fucking fantastic, wasn't it, Vinny? Yes. This was very, very good. Uh, Trick uh, Williams' first debut match by himself without uh, Melo. This was fantastic. Even Drew, Drew Gulak, some people don't like him. I like Drew Gulak. He's a good worker and everything else. Even though backstage, he's sort of a dick but we'll get to that late we'll get to that to another time but it was fantastic and all of a sudden that um charlie dempsey and damon kemp try to intervene and everything else and then all of a sudden briggs and jensen comes up and saves the day uh williams lands his uh cyclone boot for the win one two three and the winner is in his debut match and rightfully so trick williams yeah i gotta correct you again uh that's not his debut match you know what I mean. That's no, he no, I don't know what you mean. That's not his debut. I thought it was. He's wrestled singles before, dude. I mean by himself without Mellow. He's had matches by himself without Mellow. Well then again, I guess I'm wrong I mean, again. I mean he's I mean the thing is they they've been a team, but Trick Williams has had one on one matches. He it's hasn't been a while. It's just been a long time. It's just right now he's like you said, he's he's not breaking up from Carmelo. He's just trying to take a break from the group, from the team, so he can establish himself as a legit competitor because he doesn't want to be viewed as just Melo's sidekick. Or his lackey. Yeah, and Melo respects that. So he said, this is not, he even made it clear, this is not a breakup. I'm, I still got your back when you need me. But right now, I need to focus on me. And that's why I'm glad Trick is getting this win because he needs to establish himself. Because Trick, to me, he's a future star. He's got the look. He's got the in-ring skill. He's got the promos for sure. Trick Williams, to me, is a guy that you could put the world title on. That's a guy you can have main event matches with. This is a guy that can be one of the dudes to lead the future. I truly believe that. Like, when I saw him and Carmelo together, it was like a modern-day Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Yeah, you mentioned that before. And Trick is now doing what Diesel did, which is establish himself as a top guy on his own. And I think Trick is more than capable of it. He had the perfect opponent in Gabagulak, who can make anybody look good. And obviously, um, Damon Kemp and Charlie Dent's trying to get involved. Briggs and Jensen with the backup. I think that could lead to, obviously, not a heat wave. I know Trick is facing Dragunov, but I'm pretty sure on the following NXT... Or at some point in the next few weeks, I could see Briggs, Jensen, and Trick in a six-man against Gulak, Kemp, and Dempsey. That would be interesting to see right there. That would be very, very enjoyable, sir. Yes, because even though it's a six-man, technically Trick would be still standing on his own because there's no mellow. That's true. So there's no harm in putting him in a six-man. None at all, sir. Just don't put it at the pay-per-view. Put That that needs to go on free TV. Yes. And maybe have, if you're going to put Trick on a pay-per-view in a, in a one-on-one match, uh, either him and Kemp or him and Dempsey. Yes, sir. And then we cut to Mustafa Ali, who stands up at the podium and talks about wanting to make a push for the North American Championship and how he is the North American champion that we need. And North America has had bad representation, with whether it's the former champ, Wes Lee, or the current champion, Dominic Mysterio and Mustafa Ali's basically saying I can be the best North American champion and wants everybody's support as he goes for the title. That's that the whole song was playing in my head when I saw this right here. I was like, you're up there acting like you're um, debuting like a president. I'm interested this right here. I'm happy that Dominic Mysterio has a North American title. Vin and I both are. Just let the man talk. But here soon, maybe at the next up, not Heat Wave, but we're going to see Mustafa Ali and Dominic Mysterio go for that North American title. But I thought this was okay, but I just had to do that, Vinny. Please, take it away. Was it funny? Yes, it was great. Um, obviously, you know, Ali is a, would make a great North American champion, no doubt about it. Um, I, like I said, No Mercy would probably be the place to give him the belt. Cause I don't know how long they want to keep Dominic on NXT, but I do like the fact that him and uh, Rhea Ripley are able to put Ali on the 
product, and I do enjoy the fact that Mustafa Ali is in NXT because I feel like that's the proper place for him to be. And like I said, he could put some star power behind the North American title. Yes, he can. Yes, he can, sir. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And what was that song again? I don't know what song. I think it's Hells to the Chief. How does it go? This is Gator Ricky Ross for president. And I want to say that as the president, we would have Tony D'Angelo as the NXT champion. I would not allow the person who makes a lot of curry to win the North American championship because, of course, we need to keep it on the Dominic Mysterio. Okay. Who is, who is a, who unlike Mustafa Ali is a proper Mexican. So, so we will now proudly say I will make sure NXT will be the top of the promotion. Oh, God. We're going to get in trouble for this. We're going to get emails, man. Zachary, let the music play. Thank you. This has been Gator Ricky Rouse for president. Okay. (laughs) He does know we're not doing that again in 2024, right? Like, is he aware? Is he aware? Yeah. Hopefully he does. Uh, Also, I'd like to make it clear that we don't endorse any of that at all. Nope. Uh, The following views and events that were expressed behind solely to get Ricky Ross and do not reflect the views of the Boochcast or its affiliates. None. None whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, that was um that was awkward. That That was was very awkward. All right, sir. Take it away. Yes. Now we cut to an in-ring segment with Baron Corbin. Uh, the man who apparently is burning ships, you know. There once was a girl who made a turd on the bed and her name was Amber. Okay, nope. <laughs> Moving on. Switched stuff up to bring Johnny down, so off to court they go. <laughs> she <laughs> made a verdict come that Amber her light out her bum. We'll drink a pint of rum when they let Johnny go. <laughs> um, little boy. Sorry, I thought he was a pirate. Gator, basket. Uh, come on, I don't want to go to the basket. Basket. I'm not going to the basket. I swear to God, if you don't go to the basket, I will convince Vinny Bucci not to give you the tell the territories. Fuck you! Yeah, sorry about that. So anyway, um, Baron Corbin. He runs down NXT and everyone in the crowd and talks about how he's the big star and he's, you know, taking over and doing everything he wants to do. Von Wagner and Mr. Stone interrupt. Wagner challenges Corbin to a match next week at Heat Wave. He has a reservation for one at Heat Wave and Corbin is going to get his ass tabled. Corbin tries a cheap shot. Wagner ducks and sends Corbin out of the ring. Wagner sends a table powerbomb. Corbin drives Wagner to the ring apron and security eventually breaks it up. This is Vogweiner's best time on the mic, period. Wow. He yeah. Goes like, he, go, he goes like, dude, I understand, but you suck, and all you do is talk. Please shut up. What, what, what are you going to come out with? Happy Corbin, mean Corbin, bum-ass Corbin, and everything else. And, and at that match, I think next week, is that happening at Heat Wave? Or does yes, he's, it's happening at Heat Wave. And at Heat Wave, I think one of that's going to be a good fight uh, uh, match between those two big-ass behemoths. But I thought this is fantastic right here. And. And courtesy of Wagner uh, for that epic promo. Vinny Bucci, please, let's give Wagner the golf clap, please, sir. Bravo, Vaughn. I thought that was fantastic, dude. You very fair that you probably don't. But please keep on doing what you're doing. And keep Mr. Stump because he kind of needs Mr. Stump. Anyways, Vinny, your thoughts. Yeah, this was great. Uh, Baron Corbin did a great job with his promo. I also like how he went off on Von Wagner uh, saying, hey, um, you know, give him the mic. Let him talk. And Mr. Stone kind of handing it to him. And then telling him, hey, if you want to be one of the big guys, you got to be able to talk on the stick. Which is great. I thought that was, uh, you know, great this. Also talking about how, you know, he, why he's a superstar and the fact that he had the, the when, he op- when he opened the debut of Fox in that segment with The Rock and Becky Lynch. Uh, and he went verbally against The Rock on the microphone. So it was, it was a great way to establish Baron Corbin as a star, which is the key thing they're trying to do with this NXT push to begin with, is establish Baron Corbin as a top guy, as a main eventer. And the goal is by the time he leaves NXT, NXT, we should be able to take him seriously as a badass main eventer. Like when he goes back to the main roster, he's one of those guys that should be going for a world title and potentially winning a world title down the road. So that's why I enjoyed this. I also liked Von Wagner's promo. He ran down Baron Corbin, which was great. I think the only thing I noticed when he said like, I remember your other eight gimmicks because they sucked. And it was great, but I noticed something about Von Wagner while he was cutting that promo. He does have a bit of a lisp to him. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, 
Yes. Kind of like a Jack Swagger kind of situation. And Cody as well sometimes. Well, well, Cody's able to better control his. Like, Jack's was very uh, uh, obvious, and it did uh, hurt his promo skills in the beginning. Obviously, he got better over time, but they also put him with a manager at times as well while he developed, so it helped. that helped him out a great deal. Uh, Von Wagner has Mr. Stone, and I will say this. Despite the fact that Von Wagner cut an incredible promo, as great as that promo was, he still needs Mr. Stone just because it's, it's hard to understand him, and he does, you know— Sometimes the aggression can feel a little forced. Not a lot, but just a little bit. Like, again, it's to the untrained eye, it's not noticeable. But unfortunately, my eyes have extensive training. So I'm able to see this shit and notice it. Thus, why I have a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like Mr. Stone still needs to be by his side. And I feel like he should be around as much as possible and do the majority of the talking. That's what needs to happen. Von Wagner doesn't need to speak all the time. Every now and then, if he's in a serious feud... Give him the mic. Let him speak a little bit. I don't mind that. But he does need Mr. Stone for the majority of the time. Like, if Von Wagner ever goes to the main roster, which technically he can because he's a free agent, he can go to Raw tomorrow. He can go to SmackDown this Friday. You know, he could do whatever. My point is, Mr. Stone needs to be there with him. I would not separate these two. I think this is the best client Mr. Stone's going to have. The only way I would separate these two is if either A, Von Wagner becomes such an incredible promo down the road that he doesn't need a manager anymore, or B, you want Mr. Stone to turn back into Robbie E and get his ass back in the gym and get bulky again. So if you're not looking to do any of those things, just let him manage Von Wagner and let him talk. And then you can work with that. Okay. We'll see where this goes. That's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah. So next we cut to the backstage area with uh, Rhea and Dom, you know, doing their flirtatious stuff like always. And apparently they talk about how uh, Lyra Valkyra basically got in Rhea Ripley's face and, just, and couldn't accept the fact that she simply complimented her. She decided to get involved in their business. So basically at Heat Wave, they decide they want to have a mixed tag match with Rhea and Dom against Lyra Valkyra and Dragon Lee. Okay. They were doing their flirtatious thing. Uh, we're going to see the man go against the man and the women goes against the women. We can't mix match it. No, 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 no. Because this is WWE. One, the women can put their hands on the men, but the men can't put their hands on the women. Anyways, this is not going to be interesting right here. I really do not care. At Heat Wave, it should be... Uh, Valor Valkyria against um, Rhea Ripley. But no, they don't want to waste their time with this bullshit. Anyways, Vinny, take it away. Well, the other key thing you got to think about is it's free TV. It's heat wave. So they could be saving Lyra and Rhea for no mercy. That's a possibility. Now, I could be 100% wrong. It could be one and done with this tag match. But I do have a feeling if Rhea's going to compete in NXT, most likely it will be against Lyra Valkyra. And they might make it interesting by putting her title on the line. Now, obviously, if she puts the title on the line, she's not losing it. Rhea Ripley is not going to drop her title to someone in NXT unless it's someone they are convinced is ready for the main roster. And Rhea Ripley is too over, too much of a star to lose to someone in NXT. If she's going to drop that title, it needs to be to someone on the main roster. It needs to be somebody credible, preferably Raquel Rodriguez. But yeah, this is basically something to get them through here so they can move on to the next feud. Because I do think Mustafa Ali is the next step for Dominic. Yes, yes it is, yes it is. So that's all this is. It's to get these two on TV because everybody loves... Rhea and Dom are over. They have nuclear heat as heels, but they are also so fun to watch in general for the internet. You know, they are a great couple, even though in real life they are not dating. No, they're not. In fact, Rhea just recently got engaged to Buddy. So good job, dude. Which I'm going to be honest, I have a love-hate relationship with that. I love it because, you know, I'm happy for them. I hate it because, again, it's one of those things where, look, you have Rhea and a high-profile thing with Dominic. We know, most of us know, that for a shoot, she's with Buddy. But... Still, kayfabe, for Christ's sake. Kayfabe, kayfabe, like, kayfabe. Like, get married, but you don't have to advertise it on, just don't promote it on social media. Tell amongst your family and friends. And that's it. Because Especially if Rhea has to be written off TV to do that wedding, don't fucking advertise it. Or don't get pregnant either. Well, yes, that's a key thing. You to don't come backstage with the pregnant belly. Right, Betty? Yeah, God, that was fucking, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
That was fucking creepy. Especially when she's trying to still dress in her normal clothes. It's like, no. 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 I'm going I'm to look, look right now. I understand that women, when they're pregnant, get fat. That's why I never fat shame women who are pregnant or just recently had a baby. I get it. When you get a baby, the belly gets big. That's normal. That's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. You still need to cover it up. God damn it. Wear shirts that cover the belly. Fuck Christ's sake. Okay? No one wants to see it except your hubby and your close friends and family. Seriously, that looks so that looks so white trash. I hate that. It looks so white trash to me. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, but yeah, either way, Rhea should not be prom- they should not be promoting it on social media when she's clearly in a relationship with Dom on TV. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Rusev and Lana got engaged and fucked up the whole storyline with Dolph and Summer Rae and all that shit. Like you and just, Bobby. Well, the, yeah, the Bob. Well, the Bobby thing was different. Yeah, that that got fucked too. But a lot of things got fucked by doing that. Because you can't do that in the middle of a storyline because you fuck things over. So, and I know that kayfabe for the most part is broken. But you as wrestlers should still respect it. Just because the audience doesn't respect kayfabe doesn't mean you should disrespect it too. If you don't respect it, it's hard to get other people to do it. So that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm happy for her nuptial, upcoming nuptials. I just would prefer it not be mentioned on social media. Just propose to your girl. Keep whatever photos or videos you keep on file and then if these two break up on camera then you can promote your stuff you know if Rhea and Dom break up for whatever reason then you can have the videos and everything and advertise and show hey check out our wedding it's not like it's not like it needs to happen right away for it to trend and if you're exploiting your wedding for trending purposes you're just that's trash it's trashy trash 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 so anyway on that note we move on to the next match of the evening it's crazy the number one contenders match Wesley one on one against Dijak what the fuck was this? A match that shockingly was not the main event. It should have been. <laughs> Two high-profile matches. Neither one was the main event. None at all. And, I mean, seriously, I thought the, I thought Dijak was going to win. Finney didn't think so. Dijak needed to win. But, no. They have to get to the spot, m- monkey, palm tree-looking motherfucker, Wesley. Seriously? But no, I didn't like this at all. But what can you do? You can't do nothing about it at all. Then all of a sudden, Eddie Thorpe comes out, just stares down, and then ducks, misses, and then boom. All of a sudden, the double contender contender is Wesley. And if Wesley wins... At Heat Wave, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do to do that, set the wrestling world. May God have mercy on your soul. Vinny, go ahead. That fucking- yeah, we, we we both did. We get the look at each other's like, seriously? <laughs> really? One part one part is like when um Wesley was on top of was like being fireman about to be thrown into the uh to the pole. I wanna be I'm like, wanna make sense just for him to like wiggle out and go sunk. But I guess they had to keep it the the way it was scripted. Well, yeah, that's what you do in a match. Not every, not everybody, you know, slips out and pushes forward. Sometimes you get every now and then you get lucky and you're able to slam the person in there. Because if it happens every time, then people automatically expect it and there's no shock value. It's like it's like the, it's like the key to running a convincing bluff when you're playing poker. In order to be a successful bluffer, every once in a while, you got to be holding all the cards. Like, if you lie every time, then eventually people are going to get wise to your lie and your bluff's not going to work. That's why that one time when you say, I got a good hand, you better have one. Because that's how you run a convincing bluff and get people. Because there's times where you can literally, if you're a good enough liar, you can get people to fold even if they have a better hand than you. Yeah, that's true. But if you do that shit too many times, they're going to get wise to you, call you, and then you lose your money. You know what the strength is about me, Vinny? As bad, I know I have some problems in my past, but the one thing I suck at and I'll never do is gamble. Smart. I suck at it. If we, if we ever go to Vegas, I'm saying if we do, we'll have fun, but I'm going to go to Vegas, get drunk for free, and play slots. Oh, yeah. I usually play the video poker. I don't go anywhere near the tables. I'll just, I'll just sit there, drink free soda probably for you, free alcohol for me. All of a sudden, <gasps> uh, you want $80,000. Vinny, if I went $80,000 off of slot machines, what would you do? Well, uh, if you want $80,000. I saw that one time on YouTube. Well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, um, I would I would make sure we uh, cash out properly. We would be done playing, and then we would have there would be Zach would have his eighty thousand dollars and twenty percent for his manager. I'll be a good friend. I'll give you half. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> and fifty percent for his manager. And that's the part where we go and oh boy, we'll get in so much trouble. Oh no, no, here's, no, no, I'm gonna tell you exactly what we're gonna do. I'm gonna tell you exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna take that eighty thousand. We are going to, and hopefully it's a check. No, they give you cash. Oh, they give you cash. They give you cash. This is what we're doing. We're taking that eighty thousand dollar cash, and I'm telling you exactly what we're gonna do. We going straight to the back to the hotel room. Uh-huh. We're not gonna look at anybody. We're not gonna talk to anybody. Nope. We're not gonna say shit to anyone. Nope. Even if it's a woman, and only because it's a hooker that wants the money. Mm-hmm. We are going back to the room, and we are dividing up. The the money after we go completely insane <laughs> yeah first we're gonna celebrate we're gonna be in the room going holy shit we're gonna facetime everybody yeah we're gonna be like complimentary champagne please ah! we're gonna call everybody like imagine what does that do he just won 80 grand from what playing slots ha just saying, we would be celebrating, and then is what we're gonna do. Then we're gonna sit there and divvy it all up. Your forty grand, my forty grand, and then then but then we're gonna have this one awkward moment. How mm-hmm. the fuck do we leave the hotel room? I usually if they uh, those places they have safes. Yeah, we can be like, hey, is there a safe we can get to lock this some bitch in? Cause we want to make sure. And then I'm telling you exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're then we're gonna make sure we put it somewhere safe. No pun intended. We're gonna wake up the next morning because we're done playing after that. I'm not fucking around with any more of that because this is why the next day we're getting up mm-hmm. and we're going to go and we're making two trips okay one to your bank and two to my bank you are going to deposit that 40 grand in cash mm-hmm. I'm going to deposit that 40 grand in cash mm-hmm. uh, or if they can only take X amount at a time we give them the maximum whatever it is I, I don't see why they wouldn't take all 40 boom we put that in the bank once it's safe in the bank mm-hmm. Then we go back and have some fun. Strippers. Yeah, All right, we, we're we, getting off topic. Moving on. I'm saying that's what we would. That's what we would do. Yep. That's what we would do. But anyway, this match was an abomination. It was horrible. Vinny, can I say it? Yeah. Was it bad? No, it was sad. Slap hands. Basically, this was Wesley winning, and here's the thing. The reason I hated this but knew it was going to happen was because, due to the fact that Wesley had been, you know, getting confrontational with Carmelo over the last few weeks. So I knew this was going to be something that was going to happen. I knew it. Plus, they have the same fucking style of wrestling, although Melo has a way of using a little bit more psychology. But I I know that's the match they want to do. Him and Dijak wouldn't have as good a match because Dijak, you know, doesn't do the spot shit as often as he used to. He used to do it a lot. And I was not a fan of it. But that's why I knew Wesley was going to win. Because they're going to give him this. Um, I seriously doubt he's going to win the NXT championship. Because I honestly don't think NXT is that fucking stupid to take that belt off of Carmelo Hayes. And give it to fucking Wesley. Because honestly, if he wins the NXT title, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch. It might be too painful for me. It might be fucking sad. Because I know if I'm watching it, I'm going to be pissed every time I watch it. So, unless you guys enjoy hearing me rant, which I assume you do. Apparently, you guys... Guys like Angry Vinny. Angry Vinny entertains you. Me yelling and screaming and bitching about how awful wrestling is seems to have all y'all's attention. And all I do is just roll my eyes and go like, yep, okay, all right, we get it, we understand, moving on, you keep on going, okay, all right. Well, yeah, because I'm giving the people what they want. I wish you could say the same. But anyway, like I said, sad match, did not enjoy it at all, and Dijak got fucked for a segment that's stupid. So... Then we cut to Dragon Lee and Lyra Valkyra, who are sort of on the same page, trying to work shit out. But basically, long story short, what was they're the gonna accept the challenge. I think this was accept the challenge. What this? What? Okay, whatever. Dumb. They just not need to be here. Boring as shit. No one cares. Moving the fuck on. Yeah. This was pointless. It did nothing to benefit anybody except basically tell us what we already know, which was they're going to accept the challenge and they're going to get in this tag match and they are going to do whatever. But I don't know if this was meant to be cool or funny or what, but it bombed. It bombed. And then we move on to the next match of the evening. If If we we even want to call it that. We got Tyler Bate versus Mark Coffey with Gallus. Well, uh, it started off great. And 
all of a sudden, Dabokato comes in, throw, uh, throws Mark Coffey out of the way, throws Tyler Bate into the ring, hits his finisher for no reason whatsoever. Basically, I think Dabokato's just here this return to show his dominance. Nenny, your thoughts? Yeah, so this wasn't a match. Nope. It was a waste of fucking time. Yep. But it, it did serve a purpose in establishing Dabakato as a badass. Because a lot of times when you got a big guy like that and you're trying to kind of reintroduce him, he's been off TV for too long, you usually grab two smaller guys and have him slam and beat them up to show off how big he is and how dominant he is. Sometimes you would even throw in jobbers and have him beat the shit out of them to establish who he is before he enters a high-profile feud. So this is what Dabakato's doing. Tossing these two idiots around because right now they're not involved in anything major. They don't serve any purpose. And they were perfect for Dabakato to remind people who the fuck he is. Very, very true, sir. All right. Do your thing. And then we cut to uh, Baron Corbin, who's uh, out in the parking lot. I guess he's getting ready to leave and, you know, talking about what's going to happen next week. And then all of a sudden, Braun Breaker shows up who apparently is not happy that he's challenging Von Wagner to a match when apparently Braun Breaker has unfinished business. And Baron said, well, seeing as how he put you through a table, I assume the business was done. And then he basically told him that he's going to be watching the match very closely. And he said, look, you intimidate a lot of people around here. I'm not everyone. And he walked away. And basically what this tells me is that I see Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin happening soon. On free TV or no mercy? That I don't know. Me neither. We'll see what happens, though. It's like Baron Carl's like, yeah, I'll be watching, too. I was like, are you going to watch from the backstage? Are you going to actually come down to the uh, ring and sit with the announcers? We'll see what happens He's not going to sit with the announcers. Braun's not a commentator. He's most likely going to sit backstage and watch and probably show up after the match. That's true. Or, but, attacks, or, or, or attack the win, or winner of that match. Yeah. You never know, though. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Or it could be something where he attacks both of them and then they make it a triple threat at no mercy, which, Ooh, I, which cool. obviously I don't want to see, but I wouldn't put it past them to pull that shit. I wouldn't put it past them uh, either, but why would they do that in the first place? I don't know. Because they like to do a lot of matches like that to get everyone on the card. Everybody that's why has I, to get their shit in, like to petition trade for trophy. Well, that not just that. It's it's the, not that everybody's get their shit in. It's that everybody has to be on the card. That's what makes it participation trophies. When they have certain matches like Battle Royals and Fatal 4-Ways and Six-Pack Challenges. When you see like a bunch of those on a roster, it's because they're trying to get everyone on the card. They don't want to Somebody sitting at home bitching and complaining. I didn't get my 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 moment. It's like because you're not good enough. Go sell some tickets and they'll bring you back. But unfortunately, that's not the world we live in anymore. Everybody has to be handed everything on a silver platter and not work for it. Which is bullshit. Exactly. So on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got <laughs> Thea Hale with Andre Chase and Duke Hudson versus JC Jane. Do you call this a match? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, okay. I mean, Thea Hale and JC Jane, they went at it and everything else. You can definitely tell that Thea Hale is still very pissed off at uh, Andre Chase. They went back and forth. They did their thing. And all of a sudden, that um, Andre Chase was trying to help uh, Thea Hale. Then all of a sudden, JC Jane did a roll-up. One, two, three. Gets frustrated. Even Duke Hutz at him looked at him like, dude, what the fuck? You made her lose another match. But, like Fanny said, at least he didn't throw in the title. Right, Fanny? Right. Because that's what I was thinking. Because earlier, you know, he mentioned that he was giving Thea Hale this match because he wanted to work out all her anger issues. And she said, just don't throw the towel this time as a kind of a dig. So then when he rolled up, we were kind of awkward. We kind of looked at each other and I said, well, he didn't throw the towel. So we both laughed. Because <laughs> I just was like, I, I mean, that's really, at that point with Chase, that's all he could really say. Because he was trying to fix the turnbuckle because he didn't want Thea Hale to go into the turnbuckle. Not knowing that Hale was going to reverse it. And by the time she by the time she reversed it, Chase fixed the turnbuckle so nothing happened. Only for Jane to do a cradle. So it wasn't really much of a roll up. It was technically an inside cradle. Um, but either way, you know, JC Jane got the win. It did it in a way that doesn't hurt Thea Hale. And obviously she's still upset with Andre Chase as is Duke Hudson. So now there's going to be a lot of tension going into Chase U. Because we're noticing Thea Hale is is not the same Thea Hale that we've seen before. 
Not at all. Not at all. From, nope. She went from an angry chihuahua to an angry pit bull. Well, yeah. She well, she went from being happy, excited, and full of school spirit to now she hates Chase U. And it looks like we're getting to the point where Andre Chase might get either kicked out of his own school or Thea Hale is probably going to leave Chase U and go her own way. But I, I, I see the tension mounting and happening very soon. Yeah. Same here. This same is going to, you know, because there's, there's no way they can keep her on this losing streak and have it not lead to a Chase U breakup. That's true as well. All unless, right, sir. Unless they find some kind of redemption for her. But then uh, Lee barges into Hayes, autograph signing again. Lee wants Hayes to sign the contract for the title match now. Hayes says he'll see Lee next week. Lee says he ain't waiting. He knocks everything off the table in front of Hayes, kicks the leg out from under one of the tables, and then drags the table and the contract to the ring. Why did he have to drag the table? Don't they usually, and, and um, when they do these um, championship assignment things, don't they usually have a table in the ring set up already to go? I think they didn't think that all the way through, and I guess they wanted, they, I think they were trying to do it to make either something funny or for Wesley to make some kind of intimidating statement. It was intimidating. It was stupid as shit. Yeah. Basically trying to say, like, you know, get in the ring now. I'm not fucking around. So he just drags the table away. He's trying to make a point. You're not going to waste time signing these goddamn autographs. That you shouldn't be signing at a TV taping anyway. Very true. Um, and instead, he decided to drag the table to the rings. He figures, well, if I take the table with me, he's got no choice but to bring his ass out here. Very true, sir. So he drags the table to the ring. They cut to commercial break where I assume the ring crew put the table in the rings. I know Wes didn't put that table in the ring. No, he did not. Then Hayes joins Lee in the ring. Hayes tells Lee to calm down because he's about to turn him into the old him. Lee says he doesn't know what that means. Lee tells Hayes to sign the contract. Hayes said he took a few, Lee took a few L's and faced a little adversity and he folded like a chair on the Alabama boardwalk. Lee notes all the people who told him he couldn't do this or that and he proved them all wrong. He became the greatest North American champion of all time. Hayes says next week at Heatwave, Lee can't beat him. Lee says he will not fail anymore and signs the contract. Lee tells Hayes to sign it. Hayes says gladly but cautiously to not go chasing waterfalls. Next week, it won't be Mellow Don't Miss. It will be Mellow Can't Miss. Hayes on the title. Lee leaps in the air and double stomps the table in half and says, I'll see you at Heat Wave. Did he really have to stomp on the table in half? No. No, I did. But I, mean, I, I think he was trying to be intimidating, but again, it didn't look intimidating. It just looked dumb. It like made him look stupid as hell. I mean, Wesley was looking down like, all right, let's see what you got. You have to understand, that, yes, it has all this glass. It has all this glory. But you have to understand, I'm the NXT champion. I have a lot of crap that's raining on my shoulder. But the funniest thing is when Mello did a quote from a very, 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 very popular song from TLC in 1990-something called Jason Waterfalls. Okay, Mr. Vindabucci, take it away, sir. Yes. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was probably the best part because we immediately started laughing when that happened and then of course Gator called after that because it was exciting you know don't go chasing waterfalls which is you know a very popular song that a lot of people don't know the song came out in 94 it was from their album Crazy Sexy Cool and it won the uh, MTV Music Award for Video of the Year and also it was uh, the viewer's choice uh, it, they won the award for best group uh, best R&B video Soul Train Music Award for best video of the year and R&B so it was a very very popular song and music video and album and everything else mm -hmm. so they were nominated for a lot of awards but they won a lot as well so it's a very popular song but a lot of people don't know what that song is about what's it about it's actually about AIDS I never knew that and then I started reading the lyrics I'm going like oh shit oh crap I did not know that but, but I was eight years old in 1994 I didn't know what the fuck that was all I know was a popular song and all this, I, I sing along to it. I was like okay this song kind of sucks but TLC yeah. that was a huge ass group when we were kids every time that song came on all the girls go yeah yeah basically it talks about you know little precious has a natural obsession for temptation but he just can't see she gives him loving that his body can't handle but all he can say is baby it's good to me one day he goes and takes a glimpse in the mirror, but he doesn't recognize his own face. His health is fading and he doesn't know why. Three letters took him to his final resting place. Y'all don't hear me. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Speak it to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. I know that you're going to be your way or nothing at all, but I think you're moving too fast. No? Ah, come on. 
I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms are coming join, leaving a trace of not one God-given ray. It is because my life is ten shades of gray. I pray all ten fade away. Seldom praise him for the sunny days. And like his promise is true, only my faith can undo. Too many chances I blew to bring my life to a new clear and blue and unconditional. Skies have dried the tears from my eyes. No more lonely cries. My only bleeding hope is for the folk who can't come. When such an enduring pain that it keeps them in the pouring rain. Who's to blame for tooting cane into your own vein? What a shame. You shoot and aim for someone else's brain. You claim the inside and ain't this day. And time for falling. Pray to crime. I say the system got you victim to your own mind. Dreams are hopeless and hopes are coming true. Believe in yourself. The rest is up to me and you. And don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the lakes and the planes that you're used to. I know you're going to come out and say you're gay or not at all. But I think you're moving to Alaska. I, I think that's the lyrics. Okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. What? Do the bitches think I'm sexy now? No. The gator? What? Basket. At least I sang the lyrics. I, I can you sing. You sang the lyrics wrong like you usually do so i'm gonna say this one more time i can can sing it i can sing it nope i can sing it um nope wait let me try another song let me try another song Um, no no um, don't you do it i uh, swear to god okay i got it uh i felt the gate rise up in me and all i know is gone i'm in the mix I wonder around why you can't see inside Michelle. I waited, bleed. I felt the hate yeah. rise up in me, and then I Gator. ate poured a bowl of cornflakes. I wonder around, Gator. and I can't see inside Gator. Michelle. I waited, bleed. That was good, right? You fucked up a song. You fucked up a Slipknot song. You fucked up wait and bleed. If you don't shut. The ever-living fuck up right now. I'll convince Benny Bucci never to ever, 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 ever. I will never, ever, ever fuck up another song. Except I got another one here. A celebration to swear okay, that's it. Stuff. Cut off. My no casualties, earthworm, a state-colored moment in the ember. Rhyme, nothing to do oh, but Jesus. move the needle down the Ready? line, move it down the Ready? line, down the Help line, here. down the line. Ready? Look, I'm line dancing. I'm line dancing, everybody. Divided here together Gator. to sing a deadly song. Divided here together to sing a deadly song. September. Okay, you're done. You remember? Gator. I continue to exist in September. Past tragedies can exist in September. One more undo the breeze, Gator. dear friend. Gator. More, uh, Where the poison is the bomb and endless dead ignored. The dead ignored September. What? Is this September? You're done. Why? Basket. I don't want to go to the basket, basket now. I, I refuse to go to the basket. If, uh, okay, fine. If you don't go to basket like I earlier said tonight, I will convince Vinnie Bucci not to let you do Tales of Territories. I will do Tales of Territory and fuck it up completely. Now go to the fucking basket now. For the love of Southern wrestling, this is for you. I must now leave. Aw, oh, man. Dude, you hurt his feelings, man. That was... He was, well, he was having fun, dude. He was really having a good time. What the fuck are you staring at me for? Sit your ass down. What? Wait, how am I bad? What the fuck are you talking about? Nothing. I'm just saying, he was having fun, dude. It was, it was a fun time. How you the hell you know that song in the first place? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. <laughs> he was... Yeah, somehow he figured that out. That was kind of scary. But no, they did do the. Uh, they did mention that TLC reference, which was funny. Yeah, that was funny. We just yeah. looked at each other. I was like, did he just do what I thought he just did he right said, here? Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. And I'm just like, oh, oh my, my god. god. I was like, uh oh, Stanley Gimmicks. No, it actually reminded me of Triple H. Um, when he did. Remember when he was feuding with Batista leading up to WrestleMania 35? Mm-hmm. And he did you see the did you see the segment where he quoted the Spice Girl? No, I did not. You didn't. No. Okay, remember we you know, you know Batista's infamous promo is um you know when he was cutting the promo about he wanted the match with Triple H, he was saying, Give me what I 
want. And he kept yelling that, mm-hmm. and it's become like a meme and everything on social media. So Triple H said, um, you know, Batista last week, I, I actually got a letter here to remind me of what he wanted. He goes, he goes, uh, he goes, Hunter, give me what I want, what I really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I'm give me what I want, what I really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, and he just throws the paper down. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. Like Triple H found a way to quote the fucking Spice Girls and make it an interesting promo. That to me was stellar. If you wanna be my lover, no. gotta get with my friends. Get her. Damn it it is too easy and that's I the way know. it is. If, if you want the future, you need the past. That does it. I'm gone. If you want to get with me, better make it fast. So don't go wasted my precious time. If the ginger would stop being a baby, this would be just fine. Go to the basket now. Damn, he's really... He's on a roll today. Jesus. All right. You let him out. I didn't let him out. He escaped. You're supposed to prevent that from happening. Well, I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of a podcast. I'm not. Ba- I'm not I a fucking baby. I blame you. Hey, I'm not a fucking babysitter. If mm. I want, hey, if I wanted to babysit, I would have had kids of my own. Duly noted. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, that was pretty much the, the end of this, but we will say, obviously, this is going to lead to Wesley versus, um, Carmelo Hayes at, at a heat wave next week. He's not going to lose it at, Bella's not going to lose it on free TV. If he's he does, not. that'd be stupid as shit. It, they're not, and they're not that stupid. They're really not going to give this belt to Wesley. And they know if they do, they will fuck their ratings up severely because look, Wesley gave a relatively passionate promo. I thought Hayes did better, but I'm sorry. I don't buy into Wesley as a main event guy. I'm not a fan of his style of wrestling. I wasn't a fan of his North American title run. I did forget that he did beat Carmelo Hayes to win the North American Championship, which he didn't really pin him. It was a ladder match. Well, yes. That's why he said he won, but he didn't beat him. So, yes, he did take the North American Championship, which was good to add to the story, though, because it makes you create the doubt. And that is the key thing, as I mentioned before, to selling a match is creating doubt when there doesn't seem to be any. Very true, sir. You create the doubt to make people think, hmm, maybe there's a possibility. Possibility, absolutely. Because, like I said, we're we're convinced Mello is retaining. But that promo gave a strong possibility that maybe, just maybe, WWE will fuck themselves up the ass and give this to Wesley. Now for take up the ass with no lube. No lube. No lube at all. Yes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, thanks for taking time. Everybody's scheduled to join us. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely, sir. All right. Make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content uh, check out the male soap opera moment with our predictions for SummerSlam find out who was right and who was wrong and be on the lookout for our recap of SummerSlam coming soon to the Boochcast Facebook page also make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast get the latest tweets photos and videos visit our YouTube channel check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted and of course you can also follow us on Twitch go to twitch.tv slash the Boochcast this is where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be Saturday November the 25th for the WWE Survivor Series as of right now we're still trying to work the kinks out in the hopes of getting that watch party going because I'm trying to get the team together to see if they'll put one out because sadly I will not be attending the Survivor Series watch party I won't be either yes Zach will be off washing dishes and I will be in Winston-Salem North Carolina with Buff Bagwell for Wrestlecade can I explain why go ahead yeah during that time guys that's middle of the holidays and if anybody works in restaurant or even retail during that time it's fucking nuts it's almost impossible to get time off during that time uh even though technically this would be after thanksgiving it's still considered the thanksgiving weekend because there's a lot of um non-essential businesses and i'll just classify them as that that give people the whole weekend off like i i know at um at hvma my boss did that like we would work till wednesday 
And we would have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off and come back Monday. We would work like the first three days of the week. So in most cases, they're going to do that. So because of that, most people tend to stay for the whole weekend. So I can understand Zach being busy with that. And then, of course, Buff and I, like I said, we'll be in, we'll be in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina at WrestleCade. Uh, so you can come down to the, if you're in the area, come on down to WrestleCade. You can meet myself and Buff Bagwell. We'll be there, uh, hanging out with fans and hanging out with all the other uh, stars and legends in there. Some of them we we know personally. Some of them we might meet for the first time. Uh, but either way, you'd see a lot of big name stars in wrestling, uh, preferably ones that aren't in WWE because WWE doesn't let um, their stars do this. If you're on a Legends contract, you can still do stuff like this. But the actual like modern talent, the also full time talent, they're not going to be present at any of these because they're not allowed to because WWE doesn't let them work outside shows. But Buff and I will be there and you can come hang with us. Uh, but if you're not in the area, still check out Survivor Series. And like I said, if I can get the team together, uh, they will put out a watch party for you guys. So I will keep you posted on all that information as we hope to get that watch party out there for you guys. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold it to the Peacock, you got to know to put that $9.99. It's at $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than Network and unlike Endeavor. We actually care about our fans. are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option to pay with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they're to be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed good old Zachary. Ryan Scott here, his ramen noodles, and try to get him laid. I swear to God, we try. <laughs> and until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.